1: have flown, I have sailed, I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops
0: in audio drama networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Welcome back to Mutual Presents for Christmas Eve. I'm Jack Ward. Hang gliding here with my co-pilot, Penny the Cat. Who flies in the sky and wishes the best for everyone? Well santa claus naturally but this week we're also back with our superman serial. so buckle up and turn back those clocks because today it's the airplane disasters at bridger field
1: presenting the transcription feature superman up in the sky look it's a
2: bird it's a plane it's superman
1: superman Mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and walks about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed in his character of Clark Kent, news reporter. As our story opens today, Kent has returned from dealing with the Tennelli gang of racketeers, has taken up his routine duties in the office of the Daily Planet. Already a new and thrilling assignment lies just ahead. So far, Kent knows nothing about it. You find him at his desk, knocking out a story on his typewriter, while Jimmy Olson, the planet's copy boy, hangs around in open admiration. Hi, Hi Mr. Kent. Anything I can do for you? Huh? Oh, no. No thanks, Jimmy. Doing a follow-up on the Denali story? No, this is something else. Oh. Wouldn't be anything about that airplane story, would it? What was that about an airplane story? Gee, didn't you see it? All about them planes crashing down the Bridger field out west? Boy, it's keen. Oh, I guess I missed it. What's so keen about planes crashing? That's pretty serious. Well, oh, uh, I didn't mean it that way. It's just that I go for anything about planes. Ah, wow, budding pilot, eh? You said it, Mr. Kent. The minute I get old enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got quite a while to wait, Jim. Eat it now. Go somewhere else when I finish this story. Okay, Mr. Kent. But if I ever get a chance to fly, I'm telling you, the Daily Planet will need another copy boy. Oh, Kent! Clark Kent! Calling me, Mr. White? Yeah. Come in my office a minute, will you? i got somebody here I want you to meet. Sure thing. Coming right along. Uh, close the door. and Pull up a chair. Kent? This is Mr. Hamlin of the National Air Service. Flew for Uncle Sam during the war. Manage a private transport service now. How do you do, Mr. Hamlin? Glad to know you, Mr. Kent. Uh, you're not handling anything important now, are you, Kent? No, sir. Now that the Donnelly gang is cleaned up. Fine. Hamlin's going back west to Bridger Field tomorrow, and you're going with him. Bridger Field? <laughs> <laughs> you look a little startled, Mr. Kent. You've seen the stories, Kent? Well, I've... I've been hearing about them. Five crashes of planes in two weeks. Uh, that's right, isn't it, Ed? Six. Oh, yes, yeah, six. In the space of the past two weeks, Kent, one of the most remote, least known airports in the country, six brand new transport planes have come down and flown. What? All of them? Every single one, Mr. Kent. Oh, what's the answer? Oh, well, that's what we'd like to find out. Mr. Hammond's a friend of mine, and I've told him you're a little bit more than the average reporter. Uh, uh, not much more, uh, but a little. Giving you quite a build up, Mr. Kent. If there's a story out there, Kent. You get it. And if you can find out at the same time what's happening to our plane... Great Scott, Mr. Hamlin. You mean to say you don't know? Mr. Kent, we haven't the faintest idea. The thing's weird, unbelievable. But what about the pilots? The men on board, what do they say? So far, there haven't been any survivors. What? It's more than an accident, Kent. It's designed. Cold and deliberate and deadly. Mr. White, what makes you say that? Uh, Go on, Ed. Tell him what you told me yesterday. Know anything about Bridger Field, Mr. Kent? No, not a thing, except that it's way out in the southwest Rockies. Right. Most desolate country in the world. Down near the border, completely surrounded by rocks and ravines and miles of desert. If a plane comes down anywhere except on the field, well, it cracks up, that's all. But these planes, the ones you're talking about... I'm getting to that. I just wanted to explain the lay of the land first. Is the field near any town, Ed? Twenty miles, more or less. Del Rio is just over the border. Uh, What's that, Del Rio? The usual thing. Gambling joints, racetrack. Oh, yes, yes. The, the circus. The what? Well, it's one of our amusements. It's the Lorbeck Tent Show. Have you heard of it?
3: No, not me.
1: Well, it's not a very big one, but it comes every year. and It saves us from dying of boredom. That is, it did until two weeks ago. What happened then? First of the accidents. Oh. Since then, we've not been bored. Excuse me, Mr. White. Telegram from Mr. Hamlet. Oh, yes, thank you. I, I told them I'd be here. Uh... Well, excuse me, will you, gentlemen? Great heavens. Ed, Ed, what's the matter? It's another accident. Yes, another accident. Another plane crashed in flames. Everyone killed. Justices approached the field. Ed, what's going on out there? Wait a minute. Look here. I've changed my mind. I said we'd go back tomorrow. Ready whenever you are, Mr. Hamlin. This business can't go on. It's devilish and human. There's something behind it. Kent, I'm going to bridge a field today. If you want to come along, Kent, well, meet me at the city airport in one hour. What's the time, Ken? Four o'clock. be daylight pretty soon now. Now you can see it getting lighter in the east already. Uh, following wind. Another two hours and we're there. The ship of mine is fast. I only hope nothing else has happened in the meantime. Well, go on with what you were saying, Mr. Hamlin. Oh, yes, yes, uh, about the plane. Yes. I didn't tell you everything, Kent. No? No, I've been saving this for the last. I didn't want you to think I'd gone crazy. Lost my mind. What is it? Well, in those six crashes, when we went out and examined the wreckage, there wasn't a trace of a motor. What? No, I don't expect you to believe it. But it's true. The engines of every one of those six planes simply vanished into thin air. And that's one of the reasons I say this whole business is in the accident. It's been planned, and someone's behind it. Who is he, Captain? What's he trying to accomplish? What was that? What happened? Hey, yeah, there's a hole in the window. Something went through the glass. Take a look back in the baggage compartment, will you, Kent? If there's anything wrong, do Something Call. may be loose. That might have been a bolt. Call. Call back if you find anything. Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent! What the... Hey, Mr. Mr. Hamlin, there's someone aboard. What's that? Mr. Kent, I'm in the baggage compartment. Open Hamlin, the door. Hamlin, we've got a stowaway. Jimmy! Jimmy Oates! Don't be sore, Mr. Kent. I sneaked on board at the airport, Mr. Kenton. I just had to come. you mean to say you've been hiding in there all the way? I wouldn't have come out now, only something's happened. I had to tell you. What are you talking about? Mr. Kent, there's a plane coming up behind. Coming up fast, and they're shooting at us. What? I tell you, they are. Didn't you hear the bullet a minute ago? Look, I'll come back. You can see your wing lights. You're right. There is a plane back there. And they're shooting with a machine gun. Come on, Jimmy. I'm out of that compartment. Something's happened to Mr. Hamlin the plane. Spinning, it's out of control. Quick. Mr. Hamlin. What's he doing? Mr. Hamlin. Listen. Jimmy, Mr. Hamlin's been shot. One of those bullets. Here, quick. Help me get him out of there. I've got to get to those controls. Mr. Kidd, can you fly us? Yes, enough to land this plane. Quick. I got him. That's it. Lay him on the floor here. Quick, Mr. Kidd. Grab the controls. Bring around of that spin. All right, Jimmy. You look after Mr. Hamlin. I can handle her. Oh, boy, that's it, Mr. Kent. You got her. What about that other plane? Where is it? Hey, Mr. Kent, they're shooting again. They're right on our tail. They're trying to get over us, Mr. Kent. What do we do? Not much we can do while I'm sitting here. Jimmy, didn't I see a rifle in the baggage compartment? There is one. Do you want it? Bring it here, fast. There's just a chance. Here you are, Mr. Kent. Look here, Jimmy. You said you wanted to fly. Well, now's your chance. What do you mean? More bullets, they'll get us in a second now. Quick, Jimmy, slip in here and take the controls. Hold her just as she is. Can you do it? I'll sure try. Give me the stick. Just as she is now. Hey, Mr. Kent, where are you going? I'm going to take that rifle and climb out on the wing. If there's any shooting being done, I guess we can do it as well as they can. Stay with it now, Jimmy. Hang on to those controls and don't lose your nerve. I'll be all right. Now then... Out on the wing. Good thing it's dark. I wouldn't want Jimmy to see his friend Clark Kent take a header into space as Superman, which is just what he's going to do. Out we go. Out and back. Faster. Faster. I think I'll just take one fast dive at their propeller. Here we go. <laughs> that does it. Down they go. I'll just dive down after them and find out what this is all about. Jimmy! What's the matter with Jimmy? Our plane's going down to us in a tailspin. Gotta get back there. Up we go. Up, up, and faster. Mr. Kent! All right, Jimmy. Here I am. What's the matter? The plane! It's spinning. It's out of control. What's wrong? Wait, Scott, where'd that oil come from? Take the stick. We're going down. Move over. That's it. I have it. Mr. Kent, that oil. All over the glass. I can't see it. The it's... broken lines. spray's over everything. Can't go far this way. The motor. It's missing, Mr. Kent. We've got to land. Hang on, Jimmy. Don't lose your nerve. We'll go as far as we can this way, and then we'll see. I can't. The motor, it's getting worse. It'll stop running any second now. Listen. High over the wastelands of the Southwest, with a missing motor and a wounded man in the cockpit, young Jimmy Olsen and Clark Kent looked desperately for a landing place in the great darkness of early dawn. Who was trying to shoot Hamlin's plane down, and why? What can Superman do to foil the plans of an enemy who so far is not even known? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Who is faster than an airplane. Stronger than a locomotive. And who walks the Earth as a man among men in the character of Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him... Superman as Clark Kent was speeding westward in a plane with young Jimmy an office boy from the Daily Planet City Room, and the badly wounded form of Ed Hamlin of the National Air Service. Another plane followed them and attempted to bring them down with machine gun bullets. With Hamlin badly hurt and young Jimmy at the controls, Superman fought off the mystery ship and returned to help Jimmy, only to find that a broken oil line had put their own plane in imminent danger of crashing. As our story continues today, the plane with its motor failing, and Kent at the control searches desperately for a landing place in the great darkness below. Listen. Mr. Kent, what about it now? How are we doing? Can't tell you, Jimmy. We're losing altitude all the time. No telling how much longer we can keep up airspeed. It's still pretty dark. How's Mr. Hamlin doing? I don't know, Mr. Kent. He's moaning a little now and then, but he's not conscious. Take another look below. See if you see anything. Not yet. Wait a minute. I do see something. Mr. Kent, it's a light. And there's a, there's a light off to the left. There's two sort of streaks out in front of me. What are you talking about? Where? Look, don't you see it? Hey, Scott, Jimmy, that's a railroad. What you see is the headlight of a train and those streaks are the tracks. We're right over it, Mr. Kent. That is, we're over the tracks. The train's back a little ways, but she's coming right along. All right. I can't see much of this oil all over the window, but here goes. Stand by, Jimmy. Grab hold of something. I'm putting her down. See, Mr. Kent,
2: I hope we don't crack up.
1: We hit. We made it. Jimmy, we've landed. Half a minute now till I bring it to a standstill. Look out for Hamlin. Boy, that was perfect, Mr. Kent. I never even got a bump. Yeah, blow that flashlight. Out you go now, quick. Open the door and jump down. Mr. Kent, there she comes. Thank heavens we're near the tracks. Run for it, Jimmy. Wave that light. Wave it in circles. Mr. Kent, they'll never see us. They won't stop. Yes, they will. Now here we are. Now then, stand just where you are and wave that light. They see us? They see us. Hey, anybody back there? What's going on? Hi there. See, I'm certainly glad you stopped. What's that? Who are you? Listen, I flagged down the train. We've just had a forced landing in an airplane. Two men and a boy. Where is he, anyhow? Jimmy? Jimmy? Here, Mr. Kent. See, they certainly stopped after all, didn't they? Hey, listen. You say an airplane... Who are you, anyhow? I'm a newspaper reporter on my way to Bridger Field. This is my my assistant. Oh, boy. Just a little way back, you'll find a wounded pilot in the plane. What's your name? What's that got to do with it? But you must know it's Kent. Clark Kent. Of well,
2: the Daily Planet and the
1: best guy in the business. Now, listen, mister. Never mind about our pedigrees. We've got to get our pilot to the nearest hospital. He's hurt. Hospital? Yes. There's a hospital at Del Rio. That's where we're going. Well, lend us a hand, will you? We don't want to hold you up any more than we have to. Here comes your gang, mister. Oh, come on, man. You look as if you'd seen a ghost. Mister, our right near the tracks, and Mr. Hamlin needs help. Let's go. Hello, let him
2: get away. All right, Put him over the side.
1: The brakeman of the circus train looks as if he'd seen a ghost, and perhaps he has. For some time later, when Jimmy and Kent are safely aboard, with the wounded Mr. Hamlin in a bunk and the circus train again on its way the brakeman slips into a small, specially soundproof compartment which contains a shortwave two-way radio. He speaks with a strange and little-known figure in Del Rio, the silent man who handles animals for the Lawbeck tent show, who is known as Professor Hagen. Listen.
2: You say the man and the boy are aboard the train now? And the pilot. There was three of them. The pilot looks like he'd been shot. And so he was. He was trailed all the way east. And when he started back with that reporter, we sent a special plane to follow them and bring them down.
1: Boss, what's up?
2: Never mind. Something may happen at any moment. Great events are moving toward Field, my friend. What do you mean? Your job is where you are. The man Kent must not arrive. You understand? I understand. You say there's a boy? Yeah. He had a boy
1: with him when we picked him up.
2: Very well. Possibly you might show the boy and Kent the animals. Huh? Show
1: them the animals?
2: Been on board the train? Precisely, Walter. Show them the snake. Show them the gorilla. Yes, the gorilla will do very nicely. In a car by himself, isn't he? Boss, listen. He's dangerous. He's half crazy. Excellent, Walter. Make sure of his cage door. You understand what I mean? The cage door? I don't get you. Before you let the man and the boy enter the gorilla's car, make sure of the cage door. Leave the latch off. That's all, both.
1: I get you.
2: I'll, I'll make sure. Is that all? That's all. Report what happened.
1: Say, we can really look at the animals? Sure, why not? Gosh, isn't he a swell guy, Mr. Kent? he's certainly doing the honors, all right. What's your name, mister? Baldo. They call me Baldo. Watch out for the door. Say, what are we stopping for? We are stopping, aren't we? Yeah, we're stopping, all right. Reckon we take on water here. Gee, this open car is funny. Where's the gorilla? Just ahead. He's got a car all to himself. What's his name? Jojo. Is he, uh, very wild? Wild? Jojo? <laughs> Say, mister, he's so tame, he eats right out of my hand. Keene, what's that? That's Jojo. Hey, he doesn't sound tame. <laughs> he's just having fun. He's lonesome. There, uh, isn't any chance of his getting out of his cage, is there? Out of his cage? Yeah. Mister, that cage is solid steel bars, two inches thick. Here we are. This is Jojo's car. There you are. That's Jojo. Hey,
2: aren't you coming in?
1: I'll be back. I got to see what's doing on the side. You're sure it's all right? Oh, sure. Jojo loves business. Stay as long as you like. Well, that's Jojo, Jimmy. He's certainly big enough. Boy in how All right, now Jojo. All right, it's only us Mr. Kent, he's getting madder all the time You don't suppose he can get out, do you? I hope not, Jimmy He may be as same as that fellow said But he might not know us for friends
2: Mr. Kent The door, the cage
1: door Something's gone wrong The door swung open What do we do? What do we do? He's getting ready to spring Quiet, Jimmy Edge back toward the door Don't make any sudden move He isn't doing anything so far He's making up his mind. I'll stay where I am. Mister Ken, the door—it won't open. It's locked. Locked. It can't be shaken. I tell you, it is. Look out! He's coming. Jimmy, make for the window. Jump right through. I'll hold him back. Quick, Mister Ken. Mister Kent. quick! I'll help you. I'll break the glass. There, out you go now then. Come ahead, Jojo. I don't know what's back of this. That door didn't go down by chance, but can't stop for that now. See what happens when a gorilla beats a Superman. Come ahead, Jojo. Sorry about this. I know you're just fooling, but it's mighty rough for anybody else. Don't fight. I'll have to pin your ears back. You can't do a thing to me, Jojo. This is just the beginning of what I'm going to do to you. Get back. I said back. All right, let's see how you bounce.
3: Oh,
1: Now you're really angry, eh? All right, I've had enough. Back in your cage, Jojo. Back in your cage. I have to carry you there. Come on. I said, come on, you can't fight me, Jojo. No use, you can't do it. You try fighting, you'll break your teeth. Here's your cage, Jojo. In you go. There. Quick now. Hold the door back in place. There, that does it. Safe and sound in the cage. Now, where's Jimmy? Where's that brakeman? What's
2: going on? We're moving. We've left the sighting. Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? Jimmy! You there, boss? I'm here, Baldo. What's your report? Something went wrong. Wrong? The gorilla got loose.
1: The guy put the kid out the window, then he went to it with the gorilla.
2: Well, well. Boss, he put him back in the cage. What? Waldo, you're a fool. It's not possible. But never mind that. There's something far more important. Where's the man Kent now? Boss, listen. When he
1: put the kid out the window, we was on the side. Yes, yes. Then we started up and the kid got let. So the guy dropped off and went back.
2: What? Kent's not on the train? Are you sure? I tell you, he's back in the middle of nowhere. Good. It serves just as well. Now, listen, Balto, big things will happen in the next few days.
3: Huh?
2: At Bridger Field? At the field. I've just heard something, which I'll tell you when I see you. Hurry back, Balto. Hurry back and forget the boy and the man Kent. If they die in the desert, so much the better. Hurry, Balto. I have news when you get to Del Rio.
1: Big thing just over the horizon. Danger threatening Fridger Field with the airplane pilots all unknowing. And meanwhile, what of Kent and young Jimmy Olsen alone in the trackless desert? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the helpless, who has appeared on Earth with a physical structure never before attained by mortal man. Superman! who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, was on his way to Bridger Field, a private airport in the southwest, to investigate a series of mysterious plane crashes. As our story continues today, some time has passed, and Kent and Jimmy have reached Bridger Field. He and Kent are beginning their investigation. Listen, here's my office, Kent. Close the door and pull up a chair. Where's young Jimmy? I, I believe he went into Del Rio with one of your men. Jimmy's still young enough to be attracted by a circuits. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand how you and Jimmy finally got here. I thought I told you. Jimmy got left on that siding, and I hopped off the train and went back to find him, mm-hmm. and we just waited till the next freight came along and rode in on that. But about that gorilla... Oh, you're lucky you're still alive to tell about it, Kent. Don't I know it? That wasn't any accident, Hamlin. What? I say that wasn't any accident. That cage door was left unlatched, and whoever did it meant to do it. Good heavens, Ken! Why? Well, that's what I'd like to know myself. And also, why was our plane attacked in the air? Why did they come after us with machine guns? Oh, no, it's mad. Perfectly mad. I've had traces out all over the country. That attacking ship has simply vanished. And yet we know it crashed. You said that, didn't you? Oh, yes. Yes, it crashed, all right. But I'm not surprised it vanished. You're not? Hamlin, any power that could bring down six planes during their test flights right over this airport wouldn't have much trouble in disposing of a single plane out in the desert. Can't think what you're saying. I know what I'm saying, Hamlin. I'm absolutely convinced that the cause of the wrecks at Bridgerfield is deliberate and human. <laughs> I beg pardon, sir. Yes? Radio just came in. Mark urgent. All right, Bailey. You needn't wait. Excuse me, will you, Kent, please? Yes,
3: oh. Yeah,
1: This is news. Am I allowed to ask? Mm. We're being investigated now, all right. <laughs> There's trouble ahead, Kent. What do you mean? Well, this says arriving bridger 1230, and it's signed Fuller. Oh? Who's Fuller? Oh, just the president of the National Air Service, that's all. What? That Fuller? Yeah, the president of the Lions, Kent. He does things like this all the time. Flies his own plane wherever he goes. Supposed to keep us on our toes and have the big boss drop in by himself and unannounced. Matter of fact, that is... Wait a moment. What's the time now? Quarter past twelve. It's about fifteen minutes more time than he usually gives us. What's that? Your clock's out of whack. No, no, no. That's the automatic radio warning. Weather report coming out of Del Rio. Oh. Uh, Switch it on, will you? Sure. Don't you get weather reports from the government? Oh, yeah, sure. We just use this as a check... Funny how often they don't check. <laughs> Wait till it warms up, on. Me. All right, here comes.
2: Pacificalian broadcasting Station. Del Rio
1: weather forecast for Northern Sonora and Chihuahua. Important: storm coming. Plane will meet arriving gales in next or possibly few hours or minutes. They should
2: use precaution for all our gale force. I will repeat. The
1: oh, shut it off, shut it, it off. He's wrong. out of his mind. <laughs> That's the dizziest line of talk I ever heard. Well, to be fair to the fellow, you see he's a Mexican, translating into English as he goes along. Oh. But even then, there aren't any gales coming. Oh, is, is he always that far off base? Oh no, no. <laughs> Only on this really important stuff. Uh-huh. When he says important, you can almost bet he'll be wrong. <laughs> well, now, getting back to the trouble... Yes, there are several mighty interesting points, Hamlin... For one thing, what happened to the motors? Mm-hmm. You remember you told me in the plane just before you got hurt that in every single one of the wrecks, when you got to them, you found the motors missing. Mm. That's right; they simply vanished. Well, how do you explain it? Can't I? Can't explain it. It's fantastic. Not possible. A <coughs> big pardon, sir. Yes, what is it, Bailey? It looks like a dust storm coming up, sir. Dust storm? Where's it coming from? Over in the northeast, sir. Hey, that's sort of bad, isn't it, Hamlin? What about Mister Fuller? Oh, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. He has lucky to get here just about the same time the storm does. And that'll be our fall too. Go on out to the field, Ailey. I'll be right out. We're expecting a plane. Very good, sir. Come on, Kent. There's really a dust storm coming. Something to watch. All right. What are they doing with those planes? Getting them under cover. Say, hey, wait a minute. That does look like a storm at like that coming right down the valley. <laughs> Alan, I think you did that Mexican announcer an mm. injustice. Nonsense. He said gales, not dust storms. Well, maybe in Mexican they're the same thing. Hey, that seems pretty terrifying. Is it as bad as it looks? Well, it gets good and dark, and then everything is inches deep in dust. Uh huh. Thank heavens we don't get many of them, though. What I'm really worried about is Fuller. He'll turn back when he sees it, won't he? Him turn back? (laughs) You don't know him. How can he see the land? He can't, unless he gets here first. When did he say he'd get here? 12.30, wasn't it? Must be pretty near that right now. Is he prompt? On the nose. Maybe sooner. Because if he's coming from the west, he's got a following wind. What do you mean? The wind's with the storm, isn't it? No, no, only near the ground. I haven't time to explain it all now. Mr. Hamlin? Yes? There it is. Wayne coming in from the west. Mm. Where? I don't see it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's just a speck. But it's growing all the time. Well, the fool, he can see what's happening. Why doesn't he turn back? Say, if he doesn't work fast, he'll meet the dust head on. It's coming down the valley hard, Hamlin. Save it. There's some in the air already. Can't you better get inside? Get under the shelter. When it hits, it's bad. I may do that. It gets into your throat and your eyes. Wait a minute, where is he now? Coming fast, sir. I don't think he'll make it. The dust will get here before he can get down. Bailey, warn the ambulance crew. Tell them to stand by for a crash. Hamlin, he's lower. He's going to try to make it. Oh, it's touch and go. Go, oh, we ought to go back. Look, he's down to a thousand feet, and here comes the dust. Kent, Kent, you get that. Get inside the house. Okay, Hamlin. This isn't my job. I'll see you later. What's going on up there? What's happening? Mr. Hamlin, sir. He's trying to bank. He's going back. No, he'll never make it. Now he hasn't a chance. Hey, look. Mr. Hamlin. What the? He's in flames. He's bursting to flames. No, oh, it's just like all the others. He's on fire and he's going to crash. Emergency. Quick, quick, run for it. Not much time for this. Thank heavens for the dust storm. At least they think Clark Kent's still back in the house. Now for that plane.
3: Up, up, faster, higher.
1: Getting there. Oh, he's a fire. Blazing. I was afraid of that. I thought they'd do it, whoever they are. Quick, quick. Gotta catch that plane before it crashes. Here we are. Oh, what heat. Now then, right through the cabin. Fuller. Mr. Fuller. Oh, help. help. I can't see. Who's that? He's uh, out, unconscious Great heavens, it's like a furnace Motor's on fire Too Quick, over oh, my shoulder We're almost on the ground, gonna crash any second Out, out and away So, uh, Mr. Fuller, you're sure you'll feel all right now? Yes, certainly Perfectly all right that was a nasty crash, Mr. Fuller. I don't think I know this gentleman, Hamlet. I beg your pardon, sir. He's the fellow that pulled you out of the wreckage. We didn't even know he was there. Well, that wasn't anything. He hadn't got you when he did, well. Uh, sir, I'm obliged to He's Mr. Kent, sir. Clark Kent. Mr. Kent, all I can say is thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now then, Hamlet, I'm here for two reasons. First, to find out what's been going on. We'd like to know that ourselves, sir. Oh, disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. What's it all about, eh? Mr. Fuller, sir, we don't know. We haven't any idea. If I'd known you were coming, I'd have warned you off. Warned me off, eh? Warned me off? Well, well, sir, you saw what happened, even to you. Precisely. And I shall stay here till the whole thing is solved. But that's not the most important thing, Hamlin. No, sir? Hamlin, this is Tuesday. Quite so. On Thursday evening, just 48 hours from now, or slightly more, this field will entertain a most distinguished visitor. What? Distinguished visitor? Coming here? Here and nowhere else. At the moment, I can't tell you who or what this visitor is. But if anything should happen here at the field... But, Mr. Fuller, sir, really, he shouldn't come. Shouldn't come. No, under the circumstances, I I can't be responsible. Why must he come to Bridger? He's coming to Bridger for good and sufficient reason. I can't tell you any more than that, except that you will be responsible. Well, Mr. Fuller, if you'll allow me a word, I think Mr. Hamlin is right. Unfortunately, sir, this is a decision for ourselves. Not that I mean to be rude, you understand, Hamlin. You have 48 hours to make Bridger feel secure and prepare for our guests. That's all. A big pardon, sir. No, 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 not now, Bailey. Mister Kent, sir. Uh, yes. It's the boy, sir. Young Jimmy Olsen. What? Oh, what? Is is he hurt? Has anything happened? No, sir. But he's back from Del Rio. Back from the circus, Mister Kent. And he says he's got to see you right away. He says it's important for you to come. Whatever you're doing, he says he's got to see. you. Well, there it is. Well, why, it. He Events come marching thick and fast at the lonely airport of Bridger Field. Can Superman solve the mystery in forty-eight hours' time? Can he prevent accident to the distinguished visitor arriving on a mysterious errand? And what has young Jimmy Olsen discovered at the Laubach tent show, where Professor Hagen works out his sinister plan? Tune in and follow the next exciting chapter of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
2: It's Superman!
1: And now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, raises feeding bullet to its target, and who walks about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed in his character of Clark Kent, news reporter. When we last saw him, Kent was in the southwest with Jimmy Olsen, copy boy of the Daily Planet, to investigate a series of mysterious crashes among test planes at lonely Bridger Field. While Jimmy had gone to the circuits in the nearby town of Del Rio, just across the border... Kent had barely prevented another tragedy when a plane-bearing Mr. Fuller, the president of the company, arrived unexpectedly and burst into flames over the field. Rescued, the president told Kent and Ed Hamlin, manager of the airport, that in 48 hours a distinguished visitor would arrive at Bridger Field and that it was up to Hamlin to prevent any further accident. At that moment, a field attendant came in to announce that young Jimmy had returned from the circus and wished to see Kent at once. But the story continues today, an hour has passed and Jimmy are being driven across the border to Del Rio. And Jimmy has amazing news. Listen. All right, Mr. Kent. I'll start talking. But first, who's the important visitor Mr. Fuller said was coming to Bridger Field? Well, I'm not sure, Jimmy. Mr. Fuller wouldn't say, but you know what the National Air Service does? They make planes, don't they? Well, very special planes. They do a lot of experimenting. If I'm not mistaken, this visitor isn't a man at all. It's some brand new type of plane, and they're bringing it to Bridgerfield because it's the most out-of-the-way place they can think of to test it. Boy, that hitches up with what I found out at the circus. What do you mean? Well, I was sort of in an alleyway there by the tents. Yeah? And all of a sudden, I saw that brakeman who was on the circus train, and he tried to grab me. What did you do? Boy, I lit out. I ducked around a bunch of wagons, and he never did find out where I went. And then came the next thing. Go on. Well, Mr. Kent... I pulled up alongside a little shack, you know. I wanted to get my wind. Yes. All of a sudden, I heard a couple of guys talking inside. And they were talking about airplanes at Bridger Field. They were? Who were they? You wouldn't believe it, Mr. Kent. One of them was a circus strongman. They called him a Russian. His name was Fodor. And the other was Professor Hagen. Hagen? Who's he? He's the animal trainer. I saw him put on his act at the circus. That's how I knew. Hagen trains all the wild animals. And boy, is he good. Well, never mind that. What were they saying? They'd never believe it. I heard one of them mention Bridger Field. Yes? I think it was Hagen. Then I began to listen.
2: So, you say something is going
3: to happen, Professor.
2: In a very short while, Fodor. Shorter even than they think at Bridger Field. And the fools, they think they have until the day after tomorrow. From information I have just received, they will have no longer than tonight. No. Are you sure? Not positive, Fodor. Merely sure enough to take all precautions. The final message will come later in the usual way. Uh, you mean by that, Joe. But tell me, Professor, what is this thing which happens at the airfield? They think they've found something new, Fodor. Something in flying machines never before realized. And secret. So secret that not even the officials at Bridger Field know what comes. But I know, and I tell you now, Fodor, it will never come. It will go the way of all the others. He will not tell me, Professor. Why do you do this? Why do I bring down the planes? Never mind why, my friend. We are well paid, you and I. That is all we need to know. The rest does not concern you, does it? Oh, no, no. I, I was just... I, I just asked. As I say, Fauron, I leave at once for the cabin in the hills. Your job will be to stay here and see that nothing goes wrong. Once I have arrived and arranged the new wiring... There will be no further occasion for the radio. But until then, Professor... Until then, later tonight, there may be one last message. I shall receive that wherever I happen to be. Now, come. We've wasted too much time already. Come, Michael. And
1: that's all I heard, Mr. Kent. Jimmy, I should say you heard plenty. But, Mr. Kent, what does it all mean? It means Professor Hagen, masquerading as an animal trader in the circus, is responsible for all those plane accidents. But, Jimmy, what we need is proof. Without it, we can't do a thing. We don't even know what's going on. We only guess. What's Hagen actually doing? Where's this mysterious cabin in the hills? And above all, Jimmy, what's he going to do when he gets there? I'm with you, Mr. Kent. Where do we start? The minute we get to Del Rio. And as to where, well, I think we'll have a look at that shack in the circus grounds. Now, hang on, Jimmy. I'm going to tell our pal out in front to put on a little more speed. It got dark in a hurry, all right. Good thing they're not giving a show tonight. They're going to move out tomorrow. Maybe that's why. Is this the shack? Yep, this is it. Quiet, Mr. Kent. Yeah, sounds like a menagerie. We're right in the heart of the circus, all right, Jimmy. We were lucky finding that hole in the fence. What about the shack, Mr. Kent? Uh, I think it's empty. We'll see if the door's open. What if they catch us? I will not have to chance it. Oh, good. It's unlocked. Come on, Jimmy. Gee, you were right, Mr. Kent. It is empty. Close the door. We want to look around. <clears throat> Lucky I've got a flashlight. Look there, Mr. Kent. Yes, that explains the sudden disappearance of Hagen and the strongman. It's a trap door into the cellar, and it's open. Golly, who would have thought a little shack like this would have a cellar? Hey, Mr. Kent, are you going down there? Certainly. If our scheming friends went down here, it's more than just a cellar. Well, there's a tunnel down here. Are you there, Jimmy? I'm coming, Mr. Kent. Hey, it is a tunnel. Regular flight of steps. Where are you supposed to go? Shh, that's so loud. Come on, Jimmy. Keep close behind me.
3: Listen.
1: That sounded like it came from down ahead. I think it did. Friend, Professor Hayden, built this shack right over the entrance to an underground cave. Come on. Mr. Kent, which way will we go? Don't you see? Toward that light. Come on, Jimmy. I think it opens out into a kind of a room or chamber in the rock. What if there's somebody in there? If there is, I hope it's Hayden. If what he said was true, there's not much time for fooling around. Come on. Here's the room. Take it easy. The whole place seems to be absolutely deserted. wonder where they all are.
2: Gee, what's that? Quiet. Mexicali Broadcasting
3: Station. Del Rio. It's the radio.
2: Quiet, Jimmy. Forecast for Northern Sonora and Chihuahua. Give me a pencil. Quick, quick. Attention, please. Thanks. This is final report. Important storm coming. Special precautions obtained. We'll be deriving range near midnight. That all master signals which say, Take shelter. Must avoid wind. Not try to miss. That is all. Gee,
1: that was the busiest stuff I ever heard. Did he say it was a weather report. That's what he said, but I'm beginning to think... Look here, Jimmy. The men in the shack this afternoon, Hagen and Fodor. Didn't they say something about a radio? Mr. Kent, someone's coming. What? Oh, you're right. Down the stairway from the shack. We've got to get out of here, quick. No, it's too late. We can't make it, Jimmy. They'd see us if we tried it now. Back, back. Listen, what if they come right into this room? Got the chance that Quick. I'll stay up and open the risk it. get yeah, in that closet. No, I'll stay with you. do you argue, Jimmy. Slide in that closet. Keep the door closed. Okay. Remember, whatever happens, keep that door closed.
3: <sighs> Looks as though there might be
1: something doing pretty soon. If there is, I don't want Jimmy around when Superman does his stuff. Huh? Whoever it is, he's coming this way. Right into this
2: room. Who is in there? If anyone is in the room of Professor Hagen... <laughs> Uh, what you do here? Oh, nothing. Just looking around. What you do down here? How you get in? Same way you did. Down the stairs. You know who I am. I am Fodor Strongman. Well, that's very interesting. you down here where you do not belong. You chief. Very well. I show you what we do with chief. Careful, Fodor. Don't get too close. I bend crowbar in naked hands. Maybe I show you how. Oh, yes. Look out! I bend strong men. I'm warning you, Podor. This is what we do. to Tip, So. Easy,
1: easy. You'll hurt your hand.
2: Uh, uh, and I pick you up. I throw you through war.
1: Oh no, not today, Podor. On the other uh, hand,
2: uh, uh, hey, hey, now what uh, you do? Uh, hey, I catch you. Wait, I hit so a temple. Sorry, Podor. Now it's my turn.
1: And as I said, I've been strong men. Uh, 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 Double them uh, up like jackknives. Uh, how's this? Uh, you are,
3: uh, 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 uh,
1: now you're in the way. I think you said uh, something uh, about throwing me against the wall. Uh, well, see how you like this. Uh, I think that takes care of Fodor. Now, back to Jimmy as Clark Kent. All right, Jimmy. You can come out. Hey, Mr. Kent, what happened? I heard terrible crashes Oh, just a little argument with your friend Fodor, the strong man He's over there on the corner God, Mr. Kent Don't tell me you licked the strong man Well, didn't exactly lick him, Jimmy He more or less tripped Fell oh. on his neck uh, That was the crash you heard Golly, he's out like a light Hey, what are you doing? Jimmy, there's no time to lose If anybody heard that row, they'll be after us And if we expect to find anything here, we'd better start looking now No, not over there Jimmy, we'll start looking right here. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? Jimmy, this piece of paper. I took down what that Mexican announcer said over the radio. You did? Before. for? Because maybe it's only a hunch. I can't be sure. No, it's not a hunch. I was right. Jimmy, look
3: here. Look.
1: Look at what? What has Clark Kent found in the dimness of... Professor Hagen's hideout far underground. What is he staring at so fixedly? And what can he do to save the mysterious airplane due to arrive so soon at Fridger Field? Tune in next time and follow the story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look!
2: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Now, Superman. Strange visitor from another world, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who walks the earth as a man among men... In the character of Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, when we last saw him, Kent was still investigating the cause of mysterious airplane crashes at Lonely Bridger Field in the Southwest. With young Jimmy Olson, copy boy on the Daily Planet, he had gone to the grounds of the Lawbeck Circus at Del Rio in the hope of finding the connection between the accidents and the strange figure of Professor Hagen, apparently a simple animal trainer, in reality. An inventor of terrible and deadly machines. In Professor Hagen's underground hideout, they have been surprised by Fodor, a strongman of the tent show. But Fodor was no match for Superman. As our story continues today, Jimmy has emerged from his hiding place in a closet and is gazing with awe at the unconscious figure of the strongman crumpled on the floor in a corner. Suddenly, an exclamation from Superman, now back in his character of Clark Kent, brings him to the table which holds Professor Hagen's radio. Listen. Jimmy, if I'm not mistaken, this piece of paper here on the table is just what we're looking for. What do you mean? What's on the paper, Mr. Kent? It's that weather report we heard on the radio when we came in. What of it? Look here. Read it, Jimmy. Read it out loud. Listen, Mr. Kent, no fooling. We haven't got time for that stuff. I think we have. Read it. Um, important storm coming. Special precaution for planes. We'll meet arriving rains near midnight. Set all master signals which say, take shelter, must avoid wind, not try to miss. That is all. What's it all about, anyway? Make much sense? Hmm, I don't know. I suppose it's an ordinary weather report, all right. I wonder. Now, listen to this. It's another report, one I heard at the airport just before the dust storm, and before Mr. Fuller's plane came in and went up in flames. Listen, Jimmy. Mr. Kent, what about Fodor? He's beginning to move. Look. He won't move far. Get this, Jimmy, and see if it means anything. Now, listen. Storm coming. Planes will meet arriving gales in next or possibly few hours or minutes. They should use precautions for all are gale force. Now, what do you make out of that? Not much, Mr. Kent. It sounds a lot like the other one. Yes, doesn't it? And the funny part of it is that there haven't been any gales or rains or anything at all except a dust storm, which you didn't even mention. So what? So these weather reports either aren't much good or they aren't weather reports at all. There's something else. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? I think it's a code, Jimmy. Now, let's see. Try crossing out every other word. Special. No, that doesn't help. What about every third word? Jimmy, I believe that's it. Look. Mr. Kent, you've got it. See, Wiz, Take the first message here. The one I heard at the airport. If you take every third word, it reads, Planes arriving next few minutes. Use all force. Great Scott. Gee, that's it, all right. Almost at once, President Fuller's plane did come in. But it's his plane. Oh, that's all right. They'd understand. Now for the other message, the one we just heard. Quick. Look, Mr. Kent, this is a code, too. Special planes arriving midnight. Masters say he must not miss. You've got it. You understand what that code message means, Jimmy? Well, it it means there's a plane coming to Bridger Field. I can understand that much, and... That somebody's being told to bring it down. Do you know what that plane is? It's the one Fuller spoke about. The special brand new mystery ship. The one they've been experimenting on for months. Gee, Wes. More than that. Hagen knows something that even Fuller doesn't know, Jimmy. What is it? That ship wasn't expected at Bridgerfield till day after tomorrow. But apparently it's coming tonight. Tonight at midnight. Mr. Kent, what are we going to do? We're going to play it like this, Jimmy. You get back to Bridgerfield as quick as you can. I'll stay here. Listen, you better come too, Mr. Kent. No, there may still be something to find out. Hagen may come back. And if he does... But he won't come back. He's gone. I heard him say so. He's going to take charge of wrecking the plane. That's the one thing we don't know. We don't know where he is. But we can guess. How? how? Jimmy, it's somewhere up in the hills. With a direct view of Bridger Field. It must be. Come on. Where are you going? Get you out of here. Up to the shack. Up you go, Jimmy. Mr. Kent... I hate to run off and leave you like this. Don't worry about me. Now look here now, Jimmy. When you get to Bridget Field, find Hammond. Tell him what we found out. Tell him to get searching parties out and scour all trails into the hills. Get that? I've done it. Tell him to find all the cabins he knows anything about. Particularly the ones that look down on the field. And tell him to work fast. i tell him. Tell him that we think now their mystery plane is coming in at midnight. Tell him whatever he does, it's got to be before then. Now get going. Beat it. So long, Mr. Kent. I'll
2: hurry all I can. Well, you have news, Fodor? Professor, the man and the boy, they were here in the tunnels. What? The man Kent? Where is he now? He sent the boy away. He suspects something, Professor. Let him. Is he still about? I think he comes back. I think I hear something. Very well. Listen now, Fodor. This time there must be no mistake. If that man leaves the tunnels, all my plans may be spoiled. Yeah, I I do my best. Just beyond my chamber in the tunnels, you know what is there, Fodor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Be prepared. I shall help you. He will hear my voice over the wires. He will think I am the next room. He will break in. When he does that, Fodor... I understand, yeah. There must be no way out. Remember that. It must appear to be an accident. Yeah, sure. He lost his way. I shall arrange it. And just in case, remember, Fodor, he has been strangely successful before, have a rifle ready. A rifle, Professor.
1: There he comes.
2: I hear him in the tunnel. That is all. Go, Fodor. Go quickly before he finds you and see what happens to him now.
1: Ah, if I get my hands on the Professor, or if I don't, my friend Fodor will do, but... What the... Where is he? I left him right there in the corner. Fodor, where are you? No use hiding.
2: Fodor! Fodor is no longer where you can reach him, my friend. Who's that?
1: Who are you? Where's that voice
2: coming from? I am the one whose plans you would like to know. I am Hagen, Mr. Kemp. Loudspeaker, that's what it is. Must be somewhere right nearby. Well, if I find him... I'm not far off.
1: Merely in the next room. Next room? And we'll just see how strong the walls are.
3: There. Ah, I'm through the walls. Where are you, Dinkin? They started to make a cabin. What the? Tigers.
1: Bengal tigers. Ah, oh, going to spring, eh? All right, spring.
3: Ah, ah, gotcha. One
1: of these hands. Don't try to claw me. It can't be done. All right. you want
3: to get? I like this And this And this And now Go on scat.
1: What? Now it's bullets, eh? Tigers don't work Why, it's my old friend, Fodor. Well No use, Fodor. Bullets just bounce Someday I may tell you why But meantime, I want to talk with you
2: Don't run out, Bodor Wait, you can't get away Stop it You let me go Put me down Where's Hagen, Fodor? Hagen, I do not know. Now, no. no, you, 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 stop it. Wait. Quick. Where is he? I won't be so gentle next time. In his.
3: Somewhere in Cabin.
2: I know that. But where? Oh, I do not know. He never told me. What? Oh, no, that is all I know. He never say where Cabin is. Only up in his. That is where he is now. Well, What about his voice? I heard his voice. Ah, why us? He picks wires when he gets there. He hears everything.
1: All right. And maybe he'll hear this. I'm coming for you, Hagen.
2: I'm going to get you. And meanwhile, if you hurt the boy... No, 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 no. Hagen does not cut boy. He said that to make you mad. Oh, he did, eh? And you've certainly succeeded.
1: I'm coming, Hagen. I'll search every mountain around Bridger Field. And when I find you...
3: Hagen, go up there to get flamed. I
1: know. And it's coming at
2: midnight. That means there isn't much time. Look out for yourself, Hagen. Here I come.
1: Superman is on his way, but not even he knows just where to go. Somewhere high up in the hills is the cabin from which Professor Hagen plans swift and deadly destruction of the airplanes at Bridger Field. Can Superman get there in time to prevent tragedy? And what of Jimmy, already racing back to give warning? Climax is at hand. Tune in and follow the story. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird.
2: It's a plane. It's Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Champion of the weak and the helpless. Who he has appeared on Earth with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive. Faster than a speeding bullet and who walks about among human beings as Mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Kent was in the southwest at Lonely Bridger Field with young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy on the planet, investigating the connection between the man known as Professor Hagen, animal trainer in Lawbeck Circus, and the series of mysterious crashes among cat planes of the privately owned National Air Service. Finding evidence of Hagen's plans in the caverns below the circus grounds, Superman had taken off in a last desperate attempt to save a brand new mystery plane. Last word in aviation science. Due to reach Bridger Field at midnight. As our story continues today, not much time is left. Moonlight shines down on the slopes of the Rockies. And on the search party headed by young Jimmy and Ed Hamlin of the airport. Making their way up the narrow trail by muleback. And also on the tiny cabin in which Hagen makes his deadly machine ready. Listen.
2: Ah, so it works well. Most instructive, eh, Carl?
1: What is it, Professor? What exactly does it do? Yeah, if a capable Pedro were here, he could show you to the Queen's face. Why did you send him back to Del Rio? Back to Del Rio? By no means, Carl. Merely down the trail to operate the signal devices. You think there is someone coming? I'm quite sure of it, thanks to that interfering newspaper man, Mr. Clark Kent. What will you do? I believe he sent out a party to scour the trails above
2: Bridger Field by muleback. Professor,
1: if they do that, they'll find the cabin.
2: Here? Rest easy, Carl. Much will happen before they reach here. Now, see? Watch what occurs when I focus the machine.
1: I see nothing at all. Professor. Yes. What does the teleflame do? That is my secret, Carl. It stretches out into the
2: dark, silently, invisibly, till it meets the metal of the plane's engine. Then what? Then heat. Terrific heat. Ten times hotter than the electric arc. The metal is
1: made white-hot, then incandescent. Then it gives way and disappears in the form of gas. It is gone, Carl. Completely gone. That's why they found the no-motors in the wrecks. Just so. And it is also why they will find no trace of this mystery ship at all. It will vanish completely, Carl. Like a puff of smoke in the wind. In exactly... In something less than nine minutes.
2: Now, stand by again while I make another adjustment. But be careful, my friend. Be careful to keep well out of rain. Now...
1: Watch out, Jimmy. Don't try to guide the new one. I'm not, Mr. Hamlin. He knows more about these trails than you do. Now, wait, let's pull up under there. Oh, boy. Whoa. Whoa. Do hey. you think we ought to stop, Mr. Hamlin? How much time is there? Wait till I take a look at my watch, Jimmy. Mm. Eight minutes to twelve. Gee, if that's right, Mr. Hamlin, we got to keep going. There isn't time to stop. We're doing all we can. Say, Jimmy, did Kent tell you just where to find this cabin? No, he he wasn't sure. He said it was someplace that overlooked the field. Oh, oh, then we're on the right track. Up ahead away, we'll find the shack. Mr. Hamlin, come Mm. on. We've got to find the cabin. Take it easy, boy. Hurrying will just get us killed. You can't take these narrow trails at a gallop. Where are we? Where have we got to? Wait a minute. Let's see. We're on what's called the chasm trail. Right up ahead is the narrowest part of it. You see where the moonlight shines against the rock? Golly, it looks plenty narrow. It is. It's sort of a shelf. It sticks out over nothing. Now, well, what about it? Are you game to try it? If it'll stop what's going to happen down there in our field, I'll try it. Listen, Mr. Hammond. Mm-hmm. What about the others? Where do you think they've got to? The other trail parties? Well, one of them took the hog back, and the third went around by Sunset Canyon. Are there cabins up there, too? Yes, indeed. And they all have a view of the field. Well, come on, let's get going, Mr. Hamlin. Mm -hmm. If there is anything up there, we've got to find it in the next seven minutes. Better let me go ahead, Jimmy. Especially when we get to the shelf. All right. Well, I'll be right behind. Mm, Be careful now. If your mule loses its footing, throw yourself against the rocks on the inside of the trail. Is he... Is he apt to do that? Mm, Well, no, but then you never can tell. It's a long way down. Now, Now, now watch it, Jimmy. Here's the shelf. Just follow right straight along and don't look down. I couldn't anyway. It's too dark to see much. Mm. Except where the moonlight is. Golly, it's now. All right. Come on, Jimmy. Don't stop. You want to get off this place. The cabin's just up ahead away. Mr. Hamlin, how far is it across the shelf? Oh, four or five hundred yards. Oh, keep going. Mr. Hamlin. Listen. Huh? What's that noise? What? Well, a slide. There's a rock slide up on the mountain. Get going, Jimmy. From the sound, it might be coming right down here.
3: But where are we going, Mr.
1: Hamlet? Right, right on ahead. It's quicker than going back. No, no, we can't do it. Look, huh? something just came down right on the trail. Boulders, big ones. Get back, get back against the rock. Mr. Hamlet's coming straight for us. Get off that view. Quick, Jimmy. Now, just behind him. That's the way. That's it. Now, quick. All right against the rocks.
3: Hurry up. Quick. It's coming. It's coming.
1: Down from the top of the mountain hurtles the mass of rock and earth. But suddenly another sound fills the air. A great rushing of wind. Superman comes streaking over the trail. It's Jimmy. Jimmy and Ed Hamlin. They're right under that slide. Down. Down. Here she comes. I can divide that slide right here. It will jump the shelf and never touch them. Now Here she is. Right in the middle. Oh. It's working. It's dividing. They're gonna be all right. Now, going right over their heads.
3: There.
1: Now for Hagen. It's just time to stop him before midnight. Up!
3: Up and away!
1: Most ready now. What's the clock say,
2: Carl? Two minutes to 12. Two minutes to go. Two minutes more, my Carl, and we are now paid. Professor, is there any
1: sign yet of the plane?
2: Oh, not yet.
1: Will it be on time, do you think? I think so. If what I've heard is true, it flies to the split second.
3: Machine, yes?
1: is it ready?
2: Quite ready, Carl. When the plane appears, I start the teleflame in operation. Once started, it will do its work wherever it is pointed. But mind, my friend, keep out of its way. Professor.
1: Uh, look. What there in the west? Lights. Wing lights of a plane, Carl. That's it. It's coming. Just a few seconds more now till it gets above
2: the field. It's
1: coming like a lightning bolt. Professor Hagen, what speed, look.
2: And when it hits the Hagen teleflame, it will be even more like a lightning bolt, Carl. It will burst into flames like a meteor. Now I start.
1: I start the teleplane. I hear it. I hear it flying. Oh, no, don't be ridiculous. You can't hear it this far off.
2: You hear the teleplane.
1: No, it's not the teleplane. It's something else. Right over our head. Professor, look. Look.
2: Now then, the plane is above the field. Good thing the moon is up so we can see. Now watch, Carl.
1: What, Professor? There's a man. A man in the sky, right over us. Here he comes. Drop that machine. Shut it off. Who's that? Carl, stop him. Get him. I said, stop that machine. Professor, look out! Quick. Too late, my friend. Now, now. No, it's not too late. Just watch this, pagan He's got the machine. Carl, stop him. Shoot him. Turn him around.
3: Stop, stop. Now then. He's pointing it at us. him. the whole cabin is.
1: Oh, stop, Jimmy. Pull up. Oh, boy, that was a narrow escape. Gosh, that rock slide almost got us, Mm. Mr. Hamlin. What about the cabin? Where is it? Never mind the cabin. Look down the valley. Toward the field, Jimmy. Look. The plane. I see its lights. The plane. Look, look. she's circling for a landing. She's coming down. Mr. Hamlin. What if she goes up now? Why well, she catches fire? The cabin. Make for the cabin. No, no, no! no. It's too late for that. She's got a chance Wait a minute. Look, Jimmy. Look. Look, they're down. They've made it. They've landed and they're safe, Jimmy. They're safe. Hi there. Did I hear voices? Ken, Mister Ken. Golly, where did you come uh, Up the other trail. Did you see what happened? Oh, Ken, did we? We just watched it. The plane's safe and sound at Bridgefield. But the cabin, Mister Ken. What about the camp? Oh, the cabin. it's, uh, it's right up ahead. I've just come from there. You have? Well, what about Professor Hagen? Was he there? Did he have a machine? Oh, yes. Yes, he was there, all right. And he had his machine. All right, all right. Then then what happened? Hamlin, I don't know. Something must have gone wrong. Instead of hitting the plane, Hagen's machine hit Hagen and then destroyed the cabin. Whatever it was, it's gone now. Hagen and his machine are finished forever. Ken. Are you sure of that? Absolutely positive. It's a promise. And now what do you say we get back down there and see what this mystery ship looks like, eh? Jimmy and I have a swell story to file for our paper back east. Oh, boy, I'll say we have. Let's go, Mr. Cat. Just in the nick of time, Superman saved the day. The mystery plane, last word in man's conquest of the air, rests safely at Bridger Field. And Clark Kent scores a tremendous scoop. But there's another assignment on the way. Even as he speeds eastward again with Jimmy, a strange and unbelievable mystery takes form ahead of him. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
0: And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine, together.